And welcome back. Welcome back to Poverty More. Where this is just like the episode of Poverty, but, you know, more. Yeah. And we usually talk about Dungeons & Dragons a little bit, which will be a little bit easier as well in this episode. Because we feel, in the episode proper, we spoke about Onward. Yeah. And it's, I, I mentioned in the episode as well, it's very akin to, it's more akin to a Dungeons & Dragons game than most properties are. Yeah. I mean, it helps that it's fantasy and it's, yeah, I mean, it's not only that, but it's, I think the main, one of the main characters is an RPG player. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Barley. Exactly. Yeah. But historical RPG though. I've yeah. Never... That's really cool. Yeah. I could imagine like, a, you know that movie National Treasure with Nick Cage? Right, right, yeah. That kind of D&D campaign? That would be, awesome, be kind of cool. Actually, yeah. I don't have the knowledge to pull something off like that though. I would love to play in one of those games. I think the amount of research you want to do is, it has to be a lot, right? Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's too much. <laughs> or even like, you know the book Da Vinci Code? Yeah. I think that would be a very awesome D&D campaign. Oh, dude, uh, the whole thing, Angels and the Angels, angels and Demons, Demons especially. Well. Yeah, 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 the VG Code. Yeah, you got the different trials, Trials of Fire, Trials of Earth. What's his name? Langdon? Uh, Lang- uh, Robert Langdon. Robert Langdon, yeah. yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything Robert Langdon will be amazing. I loved those books when I was uh, like a teen, man. Yeah, me too. That's when it became popular. Yeah. Where we were in school together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's awesome, right? No. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I think there were three Robert Langdon books, Angels and Demons, Da Vinci Code, and Inferno. Yes, that's right. Those three are connected. And yeah. the rest are not connected, I think. There was another one that was written by... What's his name? That guy. I can't remember his name right now. But there's, it was regarding the God Particle. Oh, I can't remember. In man. the Higgs Boson Collider as well. That was really cool. Oh, I can't remember that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember that name. I can't remember that, that book very well either. I just mostly remember the Robert Langman stories. Mm. Because as a person going to cat like a Catholic school... Yeah. Oh, the stories just kind of hit home with everything man yeah especially I'm, I mean I'm a Catholic and I was like especially at that age right at that age when you don't know anything more and the media says oh yeah it's a good thing yeah. man. and the other side of the media tells oh this is sacrilegious whatsoever and all that yeah so it was very interesting though I remember you know like how movies they kind of put it they plaster it over on the floor and all that I remember going to a place and I saw like oh yeah this part is uh, covered because Jesus' face is there Mm, okay. Yeah, I I remember I remember that very clearly in my head. Uh, I think somehow s- someone decided to put the pl- they plaster the movie in on a on right. Floor, okay. Cool. And then they realized, oh no, this is a religious thing. In Singapore is a, I mean, a multi-religious yeah. society. And then they realized, oh, you cannot allow people to be stepping on. Yeah. Yeah, it's disrespectful and all that, right? So, yeah, I thought it was. Oh my god, how how did that even go through? Yeah, They're plastering all over the floor. Yeah. By but, the way, do you yeah. know if I'm not mistaken? Let me let me let me pull this up. But I think if I'm not mistaken, Angel Angels and Demons. Yeah. The actor uh-huh. who played Silas uh-huh. is a popular person. Let me popular person. Yeah, it's it's played by Yeah, I'm correct. Yeah. It's played by Paul Bettany. Oh. Yeah, Vision from the MCU. Right, okay. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I was too young to notice. Yeah, he has uh, a lot of these kinds of roles as well. He was in, uh, what was the other movie? Was it Priest? Oh, right. Okay. Where he was like a, an angel to come back Santa as a crap movie. <laughs> 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 Paul Bettany as well. Cool, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about all that. We're here to talk about Onward. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, you gave everybody a question and I kind of gave the topic of our yeah, as well. That's right. Yes. 
So yeah, I am struggling to find my own wizard. To be very honest, I didn't even think of that question until halfway through recording the episode. So I I don't really have a wizard (laughs) name for myself either. Yeah, I kind of thought about all these things. But I decided not to bring it up because I know how difficult it's got to (laughs) be. I have mine already. I just thought of it right now. Nathaniel the Notorious. <laughs> Notorious NAT. Do you know, you know what I'm referencing? No, I don't. Know. Oh, he's a rapper. Oh, right. Okay. Biggie Smalls. Notorious B-I-G. Never mind. Notorious NAT. That's who I am. Man, that's <laughs> terrible. By the way, I you know when we are making characters for any D&D game, either as a DM or as a player, mm-hmm. I spend most of my time... Figuring out names? Yep. Yeah, I know. It's, I don't want to have ever have a, an instance of Boblin the Goblin <laughs> or Pervon. <laughs> so yeah, to avoid that, I spend a lot of time on names as well. Yeah. Also, I feel, which kind of ties into the topic, your topic a little bit as well, that names are very important. It is. Particularly because of the magic system in Kingkiller Chronicles. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Names are very important. So yeah. if you ever change your name... I'll be like Eladin and like why why would you ever change your name and then come to the realization oh you don't mean that name yeah so what would your wizard name be knowing that you probably can't change it at any time (laughs) man I I need more time and I this is tough sure we'll check back with you at the end of the episode (laughs) okay okay if I'm a little off why why, why not Stephen Strange I feel it sounds familiar Really? Really? I Stephen think... with a V? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm I I'm Stephen with a P. Oh no, really? No. Yeah. <laughs> so you're Stephen with a V, right? With a P. With a, so you're Peepin. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, okay. Sorry, I've been mispronouncing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so Peepin, what we'll come back to the we'll get back to your uh wizard name at the end of the episode. <laughs> hey, maybe Peepin Prange. <laughs> People print. Yeah. Instead of Stephen <laughs> Strange. We'll get back to it in another episode. So, magic systems. What magic systems would you... Yeah, okay. So, I think magic system has been something that is very fascinating to me. And we and haven't really talked about it. Exactly. Yeah. And in Onward, we know the magic system is based on... One is belief, one is focus. And to grow stronger in it, just basically have to be stronger in these two forms, I suppose. Yeah. And... And a bit of the even physical form, like yeah, the elbow the higher posturing. and posture and all that. Of course, it's very simple in a movie like Onward, which is only an hour and a half you have to tell a story. But I hey, think but, something... Hey, but an hour and a half movie with that kind of magic exactly. system it's... over something like Harry Potter, which is a franchise big and doesn't have a proper magic system. Yeah. So I'm just saying that it's awesome. And one of the most awesome thing about this magic system that it, it draws the story. It pulls the story. Mm-hmm, the yeah. system itself brings the story forward. Mm-hmm. Onward, I rather. Yeah, that's but. right. Very well put. <laughs> yeah. So, what is maybe some of your favorite magic system that have the similar effect? I know. I guess Harry Potter isn't. Oh yeah, those are one. <laughs> that's one of my least favorite magic systems yes, because yeah. there's no system. There's no system. You just have it to form a bit yeah. of words. But oh, halfway through the lesson, halfway through the three or third or fourth year, you realize you don't even need to say the words. Then how do you summon the magic? Like, yeah, the the system itself doesn't explain that to the audience. Like, where does this magic come from? Yeah, because it's the, not that kind of show. Yeah, it's not that kind of show. The show yeah. is about more of the one drama and drama and all that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So what we I want to know what some of the, your favorite magic systems because I think if not mistaken, the Terry Pratchett system is you're one of your favorite, right? Terry Pratchett. Uh, can you clarify? It was the um magic based on colors. No, it's not. 
Oh, was it Wheel of Time? Wheel of Time. Wheel of yeah. Time. Wheel of Sorry, yeah. I always yeah. often yeah. get those two mixed up. Yeah. So I just yeah, Wheel of Time. Uh, Robert Jordan. Uh, Magic. I I really like that. That. Um, but it's a mixture of that. Actually, I really like the naming one as well. Mm, uh, by from King Killer Chronicles. King Killer mm, yeah. Chronicles. Um, I I like the Robert Jordan one because it brings the story forward. Uh, but for example, from the very beginning, you kind of know like. Oh, male magic and female ma- magic mm-hmm. is different. Yeah, the male ones is tainted. Yeah, and therefore, if you're a male and you're able to cast magic, you know you're gonna go crazy one yeah. day, and that pulls a story that there are this group of female magicians mm-hmm. that kind of want to ensure safety for everybody, and so what they do is whenever there's a male one, they'll hunt them down and yeah. they'll kill the male one, or not kill. They kind of like. What's the word? Um, put a stop to them. Put a stop. It like yeah, yeah to the flow of magic towards this person. Chi block them. Chi block them. Yeah, and <laughs> exactly. And when that happened, most of the time the male will die within a year or two. Yeah, because they just lost something. Yeah, and not only that, I I think the magic system also explaining like it's so different. Well, the female one when they were they describe magic is oh something pleasant, something mm-hmm. amazing going through them. The male one no, I have to fight it. I have to struggle with it. I have to wrestle it. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing that it's just a simple magic, not simple, a magic system brings a story forward and it's that's so crucial in the whole mm-hmm. story as well. Yeah. And then in the King, Co- King Killer Chronicle, I love the fact that magic is based on naming mm. and I think I like that since Aragon, but I don't think Aragon... Oh, it, it, wasn't, so it well. wasn't as well, yeah. it wasn't as eloquently put. Yeah, and yeah. I think King Killer Chronicle one is so... So uh, amazingly written. Amazingly written, yeah. yeah. It's more eloquent. There's yeah. Like, there's more finesse. It's more elegant, it. yeah. Yeah. It's very, very elegant. Are yeah. there any other kind of magic systems that come to mind for you? Because I've got to go on a very, very long speech after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, please go first. I, I think I think these two are my favorite. Right. Uh, there are, of course, others that is amazing as well. Um, Yeah, I can't think of any. For example, I think actually Love Ring doesn't have a lot. Uh, not quite, very yeah, much. Not, yeah. It's, it's so, okay, I'm gonna go on a massive oh, long Avatar. I like Avatar ones as well. The, in... the Last Airbender. Last Airbender. Right. Okay. Or even uh, no, the whole world. Uh, I mean, yeah. As in, as in that. Yeah, uh, yes, not, the Avatar. Not, not, not no, Pandora. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because <laughs> every time I'm like, wait, there was magic in Pandora. No, never mind. Okay, Sorry, I get it. Yeah. yeah. That's a very, very nice system as well. Ex- yeah. Uh, it's the basically the transference of energy into from something into another thing. Yes, exactly. So I'm yeah. gonna I, I'm gonna touch on that a little bit as well. Uh, you, I think I brought up King Killer Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. The naming system wasn't the only magic system in place for oh, that yes, world. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, the Allah. Yeah, with system. the Allah, you need to have a strong. Uh, you have to have a Allah strong as Ramson Steel. Yes. For in order to do this, there is the symmetry. Yeah. There are different kinds of different magic, and you have to learn all these different kinds of magic to perform magic. Yeah. And one thing that was really amazing to me was the symmetry. Yeah. Because you need to... You cannot draw upon your own energy to cast magic because you will drain yourself. Essentially, you don't have enough energy to perform magic because magic is such an amazing feat that any kind of magic you don't do without without symmetry to a source that you can even handle even, uh, that would yeah. kind of be detrimental to yourself as exactly. a caster. Yeah, yeah. So for example, when Quoth used fire as a source, he could have very nearly died. Yep. But he had an alar as strong as Ramson Steel. Yeah, he almost died when he kind of cut off Noah. What, what did he do? And then he almost fainted. He cast uh, lightning. 
Lightning, Cast that's one. Lightning, yeah. But no, the one he did to uh, what's this guy's name? Yeah. Ambrose. Ambrose. Yeah. There wasn't like, casting lightning. There wasn't it was casting lightning. There was something uh, simpler, but he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. It, he 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 caused his himself to burn like the the. What you call it? The 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 thing that he was wearing. I think I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah it was casting fire. Yeah, he was casting fire, and then he based it on something else, yeah. which and he's he very used a, yeah. and he used the source as fire, yeah. and he almost killed himself. Yeah. So yeah, I love that idea that you have to have a source as the energy to, and you are the funnel yeah. that allows the magic to go through because that just makes sense. Yeah. You know, people are not innately magical. Yeah. It's it's and if they are, that's kind of disgusting. Yeah. Like. You writing your character as being the most magical person in the world, that's kind of disgusting. If you don't have a proper system in it. Exactly. Yeah. Which is like Harry Potter, like, ugh. Why is Voldemort the most powerful? Like, because of his lineage? That sucks for everybody else, man. Yeah. So this brings me to another thing where you have to have a source to do the magic. Kind of reminds me of Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, Law of Equivalent one, Exchange. Yeah. Yeah. You need to have the matter and then the sigils, and then you need to be able to look through the door, and you are the funnel to make the source of the magic flow through you. Yeah. It's a little bit similar. Of course, I'm like, not really... It's not exactly similar, but there are a few hints of similarity. So I really love the law of equivalent exchange. Yes. And I love a lot of the things in Full Metal Alchemist. It's one of my favorite animes of all time. Yep. And the magic in Full Metal Alchemist with the law of equivalent exchange is insanely well thought out. And it has inspired so much of what I write. In fact, when the Elric brothers yeah. try to resurrect their mother, they, the, the reason the mother came back not their mother was because what is the equivalent of a soul? Exactly, right? You yeah, equivalent yeah. a soul, yeah. which is what I'm writing into my campaign now with the, with the bereft. Oh, you know? Yeah. How do you, how do you transfer a soul? How do you contain a soul that's yeah. a lot that's a big idea in in the magic system because magic is amazing and wonderful yes but you cannot replicate a soul yeah it's that's that's for the gods you know exactly it's, it's, it yeah. should be for the gods it shouldn't be down to a mortal person to be able to do that yeah maybe on a smaller scale which is something that i really liked about the harry potter universe which was the horcruxes Yes, being okay, able have to some form of being uh, able to split yeah. your soul yeah. by killing somebody else by taking another life, yeah. a soul for a soul kind of thing, like MCU bullshit soul for a soul. It's really cool. Yeah, to break your own soul, you have to kill someone. Yeah, because that breaks your soul. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. As long as it makes sense, I'm all for it. Yep. As long as there's a logical explanation to it for the audience, at least, right? Yeah. Yeah, because the rest of the spells for you know, sp- What's the cost of casting Avada Kadera as and Crucio as compared to Flipendo, Flipendo or, or oh, whatever? Expelliarmus, Expelliarmus or right? Or like... Why is the difference in... Why is, what's the requirement exactly. for casting these two things? What's the There's source no, as well? Yeah. There, like, it's what, not being explained. I can stand down there and cast Avada Kadera all freaking day, man. Yeah. If I... like it, it Because there's no cost being exactly. talked about, right? There always has to be a cost, which yeah. is why in Dungeons & Dragons as well, there's spell slots. Exactly, yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Similarly... Because of the law of equivalent exchange, in Avatar, you also have the benders being kind of the magicians yeah. who are manipulating energies to come out as their form of the element. Yeah. And I love the part where we get to learn that, oh, the basics just of wind and fire. Of fire, uh, wind oh, and water. Air, 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 it's not of wind and yeah, fire. Of yeah. fire, air and water. Air and water, yeah. right. And, but 
for example, fire, if you learn the techniques of, from a water bender, you're able to ch- convert Precisely. whatever thing to lightning. Yeah. And you can, when you are receiving lightning as well, you can use the techniques from a water bender or air bender Precisely, to yeah. divert away yeah. the... Which makes sense because makes, the yeah. base of it it's martial art. Yeah, and it makes sense to because a lot of martial arts is also about moving energy around. Exactly. Yeah. And it's that magic in terms of moving energy around has been around in this world for many, many thousands of years already. Exactly. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense to have that kind of magic system as well. Yeah. So th- those are kind of like the few that are very similar, I think, in terms of energy transference that I really like. Yeah. Uh, one that I really like that you definitely don't know about is um from the world of Raymond E. Feist, my favorite author, mm. of course. Yeah. If you don't know, that's my favorite author. You should go back and check up on a lot of the fantasy part of the more episodes. I always that's talk true. about Raymond yeah. E. Feist. Uh, in his in his world, the main protagonist is a little boy named Pug at the first at the beginning of the first book. He is part of this duchy called Crydy, and the Duke realizes, like, oh, in this world, every t- when, and when you turn thirteen or fourteen, there is a ceremony that makes you a man, and a man, and different people from different aspects of the castle will require your services, and you will be put in the services, and you become a man, and then you get your calling, basically. So his best friend Thomas became a like a warrior, a guard. There are people who are become horse master, horse masters. There are hunt masters. There's, there's guards. There is like kitchen aides and everything. There are fishermen. And if at the beginning of the ceremony, ceremony you can renounce yourself and leave the duchy and yeah. go find your and be yeah. a free man and go do your own thing. So at the na- end of this naming ceremony, after every single master has gone, Pug was the only one left because he had no aptitude for anything really except. In an encounter with the Duke's magician, the magician realized that he had an ability for magic. So, in a never-before-happened scenario, the magician took him as his apprentice. Right, okay. And he was then found his calling. But all throughout, when Culgan, the, the master, was trying to teach Pug how to use magic, Pug could never really form perform that kind of magic. And magic in this world was at a very low level. You know, it was a low magic setting in this world. So it was more like telling the weather yeah, okay. or like helping along with some yeah. potions and antidotes, that kind of thing. Yeah. Low level magic. It's not like fireball and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So Pug can never do it. And they always had a source, which was like a scroll or like a spell that was specially crafted into a scroll that you can read off it and you can use that as a, a source of power. But one day when the Duke's daughter is gets caught... I'm going on a very long tangent. That's why I said I was going to do. Uh, when the Duke's daughter, Carline, was caught up with some trolls, Puck saved her by casting fire. Oh, which and is how new, right? He, and how they described it was Puck saw a sigil in his mind and he kind of, with his energies, traced the sigil. And that was that was what caused the fire to erupt and kind of take the trolls and the trolls ran away. And then he immediately fainted because he expanded, and it was explained that he expanded so much of his own energy by doing that, something that nobody in this world had ever seen before. Well, not really anybody has ever seen before in open inverted commerce because it was like old magic or like magic that hasn't really been talked about for many, many, many centuries or something like that. So yeah, he found out that because of this, he is magical, but he was unable to do this version of magic. You move forward in the story, a world, another world invades through a rift, 
and he gets taken by those other worlders and brought into their world as a captive, as a slave. He worked in like as a slave to climb up and do sh- slave shit. But he is found to have magic abilities in that world, and in that world, magicians are above the law. They can come in, they can do anything they want. They even, at some points, trump the power of the emperor. So the magicians found out he had the ability, they took him, and then he finally understands that what they were doing on his world was lesser magic. What they're doing on this world is greater magic. And this is the fireballs and the meteor swarms and like lightning and that kind of stuff. And he had to go through intense training for years to master the, these kinds of magics. Now, at the end of the story, there was it's I'm gonna I'm not gonna spoil much of the story as well, but there was an issue, and he was known to be kind of the most powerful magician of that time, and it is because they understand that he is a magician of two worlds rather than one world, and that is where he's drawing the energy from from two different worlds rather than just one world. Okay, so yeah, it keep they keep expanding upon it to kind of show you how and explain how this guy is the most powerful magician. And then, of course, later down the story, you realize that he's not the only other two-world magician. Right, and then okay. There was another magician from this, from his world, centuries past, right. known as Macross the Black, who is the most powerful magician because he's a magician of many worlds. Right, okay. And he travels worlds like, <laughs> easily. Okay, that kind wow, of thing. okay. So yeah, it's a really cool story and it elaborates in the story how... More, you get more magic. So your source of magic is the world. Is the world okay? And your understanding of the world and how you draw the energy from the world into you as a funnel to produce this magic, right? So you have the energy, even if you have the energy in the world, like his world, they don't have the understanding of greater magic, right? Anymore, so they cannot perform greater magic anymore. Okay. And for example, in Kelewan, where it was the world where he was a slave, they had the understanding of the magic and they have the energy of the world and therefore they were great, so it's powerful a mixture assembly of, of magicians. So all, but all worlds are actually capable of... All worlds less, have the energy. But whether the, person, the people have the understanding. Whether the people have the understanding of the magic and whether the person has the ability to perform right. that, kind, that specific kind of magic. Well, I, I think that's just... I, I feel Onward's world is similar to that, right? Kind of, yeah. Because very, very similar. the world itself is magical, yeah. but the it depends on the person. The person has to be able to cast magic mm-hmm. and the person must have the understanding of the yeah. magic. In the case of Onward that we talk about in part of the episode, exactly. is him, the, uh, Ian is the magical person, yep. but the person who understands the world and the magic it's is Bali. Bali. Yeah, so precisely. Bali is explaining and being teaching the teacher, yeah. although he's not a magician. Teaching him the form and the... F- yeah. Like, yeah, teaching him the oh, form yeah. of how to do magic. Although he's not the person with the ma- magical ability. Exactly. Which I think is really cool. Yeah, that's really awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, but that's obviously uh, a lot more complex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a 30-book series. It has <laughs> to be complex. Yeah, but I love magical system that pulls a story that you can go into it and like, oh, you get to see the, the character learn certain aspect of it and then you learn another aspect of it and then yeah. you put it together in the as a payoff. Yeah. Right? And I, I can also say one thing I love about those books is, you know how I've mentioned before in a few episodes that I hate a series like Dragon Ball where the character gets more and more and more and more powerful? Yeah. So With for, no explanation. Yeah. So right. for this one, in this series in general rather, 
Puck is already the most powerful. It's already stated that he's right. surpassed everything. He's the most powerful. So how do you write a story around the most powerful person? You nerf him. So the story brings him to a different plane. And because it's a different plane, he doesn't really he cannot really draw upon the magics properly. And that's why he's nerfed for battles and stuff like that. So it makes a lot of sense. Rather than I mean, it sucks that your character keeps getting nerfed, but you have to write a story. I guess so, yeah. yeah and it's better so. than just like, oh, you find another person that's more powerful and then you get better. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's not a story. Yeah. I wanna I want the last the last one I want to bring in is uh, my hero academia as a magic system. Mm-hmm. I think they are doing it really well as well. Uh, because from the very beginning, they already showcase like, okay, what's the most powerful person with all the magic? Or in a sense, magic system is, I mean, it can be defined not just like magic, magic. Yeah. Can, for example, all might. Mm-hmm. And they already define, oh, this is at the top level. Yeah. And then where we, then we get to see our main character. Oh, this guy has high potential. Yeah. But this Deku, by the way, yeah. yeah. High potential, but he's just learning mm-hmm. and along the way we get to see his journey of learning little tricks and yeah and developing his own style and stuff like style. that yeah. that is the kind of magic system that I also love in the world mm-hmm. and you don't need just see for that De- De- you get to see from all the other characters they just def- refine their abilities deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. yeah precisely also there is a great line from All Might in the series plus Ultra no not that one it's um when Bakugo was so upset that Deku was catching up with him. He told Bakugo, of course, you can you cannot expect someone with a level 50 in their ability versus a person with level 1 in their ability to improve at the same rate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why he is learning so much faster. Yeah. Because he's at a lower level. Yeah. He His starting point was so much later than everybody else. So he has to learn faster. Yeah. And it's easier for him to learn faster because he's figuring things out. Yeah. He's not trying to improve it. And, but yeah, it's Deku anyway. He's a prodigy. So yeah. he's going to yeah. learn anyway. I mean, he's a nerd for all these things and yeah. finally get his power. I mean, that's just... That's a good writing as well. You showcase, show him as a nerd first mm-hmm. yeah. of all these things. And then when you throw in all these things, it makes sense that, oh yeah, from everybody else, out of everybody else, he's the guy who's going to figure things out because he's... Precisely. And spend all this time Yeah, which brings in the it. point yeah. of how do you make... in you have, Once you have a... I mean, because everything is meant to be broken, you know? Yeah, of course. So yeah. once you have a magic system in place, that's how you show this person is powerful. They freaking break the scale. Yeah. That's the that's why you know it's the best. That's why yeah. you know how freaking powerful they are. Yeah. They break the freaking scale. Like when it comes to... Oh, another one I want to mention, The Witcher. Oh, yeah. You have... They're like, oh, yeah, you have to use a source as well. Yes. You know? And the source usually dies. That's why you never use fire for a source. Yeah. How do you know... How do you know... Um, Yennefer? Geralt's default? Yeah, Yef- yeah, Yennefer. How do you know Yennefer is more powerful? She freaking uses fire magic. And from no source, from her. Yeah. She doesn't die. Yeah. So, yeah. She doesn't need to sa- sacrifice people to Precisely. die on her behalf to yeah. cast fireball. Precisely. Yeah. So, that's how you know she's powerful. And that's what happens. I mean, of course, you have to explain it. Yes. How it happens. Yeah. But yeah, that's what, that's how you show someone as being amazingly powerful. You create the scale so you can break the scale for the most powerful people. Yeah. And you have to because definitely in you don't world, have to, but it, it, I think in a the world there will always be someone as powerful. And oh yeah. Like, oh man, this really, you are off the chart. Yeah. Yeah. It's over 9,000. <laughs> so what is your in your world of D&D, what is your magic system? 
Uh, yeah, mine is really taking a bit of the naming bit. Okay. Uh, I really like that portion where when you cast magic, it is about your understanding of the name itself. So for mm, example, okay. you cast fire. Fire in itself is so wild and so big and nobody knows its full name. And as okay. at level one, when you cast, you can have a snippet of understanding what a name is. And the name is not just a simple word. In my head, the name is a complex, a wordless things that you just mm, understand. Mm, of course, of course, yeah. It's a bit, I, I guess, uh, King Killer Chronicle yep. as well for the elements. And once you understand a bit of that, you can cast fire. And the more you understand that, then the more... The better understanding you have, the better the ability better, you have to manipulate the, it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, simple as that. And, mm, but okay. I think it can use that as a way to pull stories together. Mm. Especially when I was writing closer to a world that is changing in terms of magic. It's, right, it's yeah, simple, it's yeah, yeah, simple yeah. enough to That's play around. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and at the same time, it's not too complex for... Uh, for me to explain to the players because in books that's something that you, you, that, that's the advantage you get mm. but in the indie game you don't want to have your DM spend two hours speaking about oh this is the magic system says you <laughs> I would love that yeah but give me a 20 page lore dump I'm all for that man yeah and that's why we are odd <laughs> that's very true yeah that's, and that's very why true. I just listen to you attentively and happily earlier <laughs> that wasn't boring to me that was amazingly interesting yeah but exactly but we are the odd ones we are the oddballs <laughs> that is very true yeah I mean for mine it is there's a thing called the weave oh yeah you mentioned that a couple and of times yeah. yeah the weave is kind of the stuff of magic yeah the world is formed by the weave uh, it is debated amongst common folk whether the weave formed the gods the gods formed the weave Okay. It's, I mean, nobody really knows, right? Yeah. Like, do you know what happened a, million, a millennia ago? No. Yeah. So yeah, it's, a, it's just there. And the average person would just think, oh yeah, magic comes from magic. But the learned would know that the weave has a very important part to play in magic. And it is literally the stuff of magic that you have to use synergistically with the names of things. Okay, right. And then you use the name of the thing amplified with the weave and you become the funnel to deliver this magic okay yeah makes sense yeah yeah so when a wizard in my D&D setting of yeah. course tries to create a spell like a brand new spell they have to not know the names they actually just have to understand the elements of the names that they want to manipulate they have to know how to summon the power of the weave which is basically just a spell slot level yeah. kind of thing yeah yeah simplify it a little bit and then they can then they can formulate the spell right okay yeah oh okay that's similar but mine is without the weave mm, yeah mine in each element is their own life and, and yeah, their own exactly magic in itself so there yeah. are ways to circumvent the weave so we'll get to that when we get to that yeah well. oh, that's that's yeah. fascinating that Yours actually very similar to a bit of Wheel of Time as well. Yeah. Combine. Oh, it's so crazy. It's like some... It I, definitely. I'm, yeah. I mean, okay. Magic systems okay. are all very well established. Yes, of course. Yeah. In many, many amazing writers everywhere. Yeah, of course, yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to be as good as them. <laughs> so just freaking rip it off them. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that it's, it's so crazy. That it's whatever you're using. Uh, it's almost like those are my favorite kind of... Uh, oh, yeah. Magic system that I specifically mentioned. Wheel of Time and... And, yeah. Uh, uh, King, King Chronicles, uh, Name of the Wind. I also have a little bit yeah. of of uh, Full Metal Alchemist in it. The yeah, equivalent exchange right, because yeah. I like that a yeah. lot. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what would be let's to finish this off to round it up? 
What would be your wizard's name? I will say that I am the Stephen who laughs. Wow, okay. Very, <laughs> very I think Tom I... King of you. <laughs> See? I just laugh at everything. Stephen who remains. How about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but that's uh, an amazing. It's a different uh, universe. Different, different context, different, different universe. Yeah. That's a very good name. Stephen who laughs. Yeah. And with that... Thank I, you guys so much for listening. Yeah, really thank you. I, I think we... Thank you guys for listening for, our, for us rant for like 30 minutes about magic systems. I don't think anybody would be very interested in this, but we'll see. I mean, I am be. interested. Yeah, If but you're it's... interested in this kind of things, let us know, you know, reach what are your favorite magic systems and maybe let us know some magic systems that we've never heard of because yeah. definitely it's out there. You can reach us at the party on Instagram and Twitter. That's T-H-E-P-O-D-D-I-T-Y on Instagram and Twitter and let us know because I'm very interested in finding out. Yeah, for example, those of you who ever read Brendan Sanderson's uh, yeah. those, uh, metal kind of magic, I am yeah. so... I love that as well. I, yeah. I don't really know it. I want to yeah. know more. So yeah. yeah, let us know. And join us next week when we continue to talk about magic with Secrets of Dumbledore. And with that, we'll be signing off. We'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Bye.